This is Xane Anderson, and welcome today to the Principal Podcast. Today, I am thrilled to have Christy Cerniglia as a guest on our on our podcast. I got to tell you, Christy, she is a breath of fresh air, and more than more than just may think that. She is a ridiculously happy wife after thirty years of marriage. She's a mom of four, and a kiki to two. You'll have to explain that. She's passionate about helping women rewind their relationships back to the fun and romance of dating with or without their husband's efforts. So I'm so glad to have you here, Christy. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm excited to be here. And you've never heard of a kiki before? I in, Inform me. I, I probably haven't lived yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, everybody has to have a cute grandma name today. And I just can't, I just can't be just a plain old grandma. So I'm a kiki. That was, um, my family nicknamed me that when I was little because my brother couldn't say Christy. So people have called me Kiki for a long time. And I just thought that's a great grandma name. So Rusty and I are Kiki and Pops. There you go. And you have two grandchildren who call you Kiki and Pops. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> great. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing. I, I mean, you're trying to help women. Tell us a little bit about how you, what you're doing and how you got, how you got into it. Yeah, well, um, Rusty and I are going to celebrate our 30th anniversary in May, like you mentioned. And I don't know, about three years ago, I felt like things were just a little like a little bit of a rocky road in our relationship. And there were some pieces that just weren't flowing and going the way I wanted them to. And I felt really um, down about it because they were these same issues that had continued to pop up over the length of our marriage. And there just didn't seem to be a solution or we weren't finding it. And so I was on the internet one night as one does, right? And I came across an author who was offering a um, challenge, a five day free challenge. And I said, yes, I'm gonna do that. And so I did that and I read her book and I began to implement some of the principles and I began to see changes. Um, so I hired a coach and I really got busy, but I'll tell you what, the very first meeting I had with that marriage coach, I said, I want to do what she's doing because I loved it so much. And I could tell the difference that she was making in my life. And I wanted to do that for other women. So I immediately went out of coaching into coach training. And now I have the framework and the skills to help other women to not just survive in their marriages, but to be ridiculously happy. Um, yeah. That's a great way. Ridiculously happy. Who does not want to be that? So let me ask you this. How does how do you create a ridiculously happy marriage? Or well, I think the first thing, marriage? yeah, I think the first thing that women need to recognize is that we're really influential. Right. Because when I tell women that I can help them to change the tone of their marriage with or without their husband's efforts, sometimes I get a little pushback where they go, well, why do I have to do everything? He's the one that needs to change. Right. We all right. like to think it's the other person. We all like to. Husbands like to. Wives like to. It's always it's a lot easier to say, hey, it's their fault or it's their fault or it's their fault rather than say, wait, maybe there's something I need to change. Right. It's so true. It's so true. But here's the bad news about that. If it's all your partner's fault, 
then you're hopeless, right? You have no power and you're just this victim of this terrible person, right? Who's causing you to be unhappy and you can't do a thing about it, right? Because we know we can't control anybody else but ourselves. So that's the way I had been feeling for a while. Like, what am I gonna do? He's not changing. I'm trying to get him to change and he's not changing and I'm unhappy. I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss. I'm a victim. And I did not like that feeling. So to find out that I was powerful and influential and I could make a change in the relationship and that when I began to show up differently, that he began to respond to me differently and the whole dance changed. I was so encouraged and I couldn't wait to let other women know that we don't have to sit in powerlessness, but we can change ourselves and and create our own happiness and then watch and see what happens. I really, really like that. You know, I heard somebody say, if you look at all of your problems, they always, they fall into three categories. They're either things you have total influence over, like, you know, what you put in your body. Like I can totally control what kind of food I put in if I exercise. So that's something I can control. There's things that you have some control over, which are like relationships, right? Some influence over. And in that situation, and, and let me go to the last category. The last category would be things you have zero control over, like the weather or the past or gravity. You know, you don't have control over those things. But in every single one of these three uh, sets of problems, the, the answer is to work on you. You know, if like if it's a personal problem, work on yourself. You can control what you put in your body. You control your exercise. You control the, if it's a if it's an indirect influence thing, which are relationships, you can change your approach, which is what you said, right? You can change how you approach the relationship. And that does have a magnificent amount of power, not total. We, of course, people can still choose and, and do their own thing, but changing our approach. And then of course, things we have zero control over, we can change our attitude, right? So if it's raining, I can say, well, I'm going to go jump in the rain puddles rather than be gloomy about it. Um, I'm going to have fun and be a breath of fresh air like you, like you're so good at doing but I like how this second one you're talking about in relationships, we can change our approach yeah. and things can change. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes. And I completely agree. Um, not only change our approach, but also change our view, change our perspective. Right. So right. you may say something that feels hurtful to me, but if, I, if, if, if you're my spouse, I'm, I'm going to remind myself that you love me. And you want the best for me. And that maybe there's a different, there's a heart message underneath what you said, you know, mm. that I can look into and, and then I can see your comment differently. And instead of being hurt by it, I can say, oh, you know, he loves me so much. He doesn't want me to go out tonight because it is pouring rain and he's concerned about me driving. That was love. That wasn't, mm. you know meanness that he said, don't go there, you know, things like that. I can expect the best from you. And that's all that's, that's under my control to do that, to expect the best. I like that. You can totally and see, assume the best in the other person Yes. rather than saying, Hey, they're trying to be me. Or even if they are, let's say at some point they really are trying to be mean. You can say, you know, maybe they're having a hard day and I can still love them. Right. Instead of saying, they're a monster or they're completely, you know, this horrible person um, assuming the best in each other. I love that. One of the biggest aha moments for me during my um, co being coached and going through training 
and and it sounds so silly, but I, I wish I could just share it with every wife out there. Our husbands want to make us happy. That is their number one thing in their life. Is that true? Would you agree with that as a husband? I would agree that that almost every husband I know wants to make their life happy. Yeah. I would agree. And when we're not happy, our husband feels like a failure. He feels down. He's bothered by that. He wants us to be happy. And so recognizing that helps me to expect the best out of him because I know it's true. And if I give him a little bit of information about what it would take to make me happy, he jumps all over it. He loves it. He loves to make me happy. Right. And sometimes they need a little bit of being a husband. I would know sometimes we need a little bit of help as to how we can do that. Right. Um, so you talk about six intimacy skills. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Well, um, they are six ways. Really, if I had to, if I had to summarize, I would say the six intimacy skills are all different ways for me to show up with my femininity turned up to high. Okay. And the reason for that is because you and I know that God made me a woman and he created me to be feminine and he created you a man and created you to be masculine. And when you show up with your masculinity at high and I show up with my femininity at high, there's that attraction, right? Like magnets are attracted to one another. But unfortunately in the world today, the world is um, causing me to turn down my femininity and you to turn down your masculinity. And then, so I have to really watch because the world is telling me to be independent and strong and all of these things that can cause me to show up uh, with a masculine energy and weaken the intimacy between my husband and I. So mm. I really want to show up. I really want to show up feminine. And guess what? When I do, it ignites his masculinity and almost influences him to show up as my hero and as his most masculine self. It's really, really fascinating. So true. I really like that. And it is true. I think there is a little bit of a movement to make people not as masculine and feminine. And it's and it, we should embrace that. Mm -hmm. There's great things to femininity, great things to masculinity. And let's not try to diminish it. Right, right. Or make it a negative thing. Femininity does not equal weakness, right? And masculinity does not equal monster or overbearing, right? We've allowed society to, to create these stereotypes, but the Lord's recipe is beautiful, right? And it works. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So can you, can you give us an example in your own life or marriage where these skills were in action? Oh, yeah. Um, what <laughs> I did not know. I had blind spots, right? I think we all have blind spots, things that we don't really know are happening. I didn't know that I was a complainer, but I thought I was trying to communicate my desires to my husband, but really I was just complaining. So one of the ways I did that was we would drive my car on the weekends to church and around to the family functions and the sporting events and all those things. And I would get irritated because everybody would leave their trash 
in my car. And so the water bottles and the bar wrappers and all the things, right? So on, on Sunday, on the way home from church, I would get into a motivational speech, right? Like everybody needs to clean up all of their stuff out of my car. I'm tired of this being a mess. La, 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 la. I found well, myself giving that same motivational speech, by the way. So keep going. Sorry. Did you? <laughs> I have people, done that. More people than I were should. not motivated. I know it's shocking. They were not motivated. In fact, I think the message that they heard was get away from mom. She's in a mood. Right. Mm -hmm. And so no one ever cleaned up their stuff. But when I learned that I could express my desire in a way that inspires, which is one of my skills, then I simply said, I would love to have a clean car right? Just the end result. This is what I want. I would love to have a clean car. And my husband says, I'll take it to get it cleaned. And I go, wow. Okay. And so he takes it and he gets it cleaned. Wonderful win, right? Well, sadly, I made another mistake on the back end. And that was he comes home with the clean car and I walk out and I open up the passenger side door and I look and ugh, I see some, ugh, I they missed a spot, right? When they were vacuuming and I'm picking up the junk out of the rug and then I'm wiping the door where they missed a place, right? And I turn to look at my husband and he's got this face on that's like, are you kidding me, right? And I think that I'm complaining against the men who did the job, that they didn't do a great job. But when I see his face, I realize that he's receiving it as disrespectful He's receiving it as criticism for him. And I go, oh, so I catch myself. I close the door. I go, thank you so much for taking my car to get cleaned. I love it. I'm so happy. Thank you. And I went from being unpleasable and unpleasant to being a woman that's pleasable and that's full of gratitude. And guess what? She's way more attractive to him than the unpleasable complaining wife. And so I learned, you know, I learned a couple of lessons there. One, how to express my desire in a way that inspires. And secondly, how to show up with gratitude instead of, um, you know, complaining or criticizing, which was really a blind spot for me. I love that. You know, and I, I've read some research recently that showed, they said, you know, people respond better to positive consequences than to negative. In other words, if you're trying to shape behavior long-term, and we can use that word, which is not quite accurate, but we'll use it anyway. If you can water the behaviors you want to see grow with attention, those behaviors tend to grow. And I know one of the struggles I've had too is saying the same kind of thing where it's like, well, let's point out what you're doing wrong. But their issue with that is when you when you continually point out what's going wrong, you're literally if you think of behaviors like seeds and attention like mm -hmm. water. I'm watering the behaviors I don't want to see grow, which is I like what you said in your story. You're almost like here he'd done this behavior to help to help you get the car clean. And you at least in the end there, you sat there and watered the behavior and said, hey, thank you so much. Gave him a positive verbal consequence for doing it. Yeah. And so made it more likely that he'll do that again, right? Rather than um, yeah. what we all struggle with, which is pointing out what we don't want, right? Right, yeah. which makes you feel like I can't please her, so I might as well go lay down and watch television or go play video games or go golf in with the guys or work late. You know, most of the women that I interact with are upset because their husbands are 
not spending time with them. He's out doing these other things. And one of the things that I help them uncover is, is there a reason? Is there anything on my side of the street that may be causing him to avoid me and not enjoy being around me? Am I being critical? Am I pointing out the negatives? Does he feel successful as a husband or not? And if I'm impossible to please, like what's the point, right? And so that's why gratitude is such a huge part of what I teach. We've really got to, like you said, focus on what we want more of. We all like to be acknowledged for our contribution. And whatever your husband's contribution is, whether it's as small as taking out the garbage or dropping off a, a kid at school, be thankful. That was one less thing that you had to do. And like you said, when I show my gratitude for it, he wants to show up all the more to make me happy when he sees that smile and that I'm pleasable. I like that. And somebody said, honey works better than vinegar. You ever heard that? Oh, <laughs> honey Catch works better flies. than vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> Catch more flies with honey than, than vinegar. Sometimes I think people get resentful and it, and it poisons their relationship. Tell us about how to help people not be resentful it could be husbands or wives not be resentful you're so right i do think that resentment bitterness are the poison of marriage yeah and really let, look at the opposite resentment the opposite is really the gratitude that we've been talking about i don't believe that resentment and gratitude can coexist you're either in one camp or you're in the other and so if i mm. find myself getting icky I can sit down and make a gratitude list right now. I can sit down and write 10 things that I appreciate about my husband or just that I appreciate about my life, right? Let's give some gratitude to God for all my blessings and just shift my perspective because what I focus on is going to increase. So if I decide I'm going to find all the ways that my husband annoys me, guess what? He's a human being. He's a mere mortal dude and he does annoying things. And so do I. If I choose to focus on those things, I'm just going to continue finding more and more to add to the list. But I can make the choice to focus on all the wonderful things about him. I can even go back in my memory and think of the reasons why I fell in love with him to begin with. And I can start calling those things back forth because sometimes those things can go missing, right? They can get buried underneath life and responsibility and all of these things. But he is still that same man that I fell in love with. And I can start calling forth some of those great qualities and remembering those great qualities. And when I focus on those, then I'm going to find more and more and more of those. So there was a time... I. I took a dry erase marker and I started at the top of his mirror in the bathroom and I wrote, I love you because, and then every day I would add something else on there. And it was such a great practice and it was great for me and for him because every day I had to think of something new and different that I loved about him, which was good for me, put me into a focus on gratitude and it was great for him to just feel recognized and acknowledged every single day. And I'll tell you, as a husband, I love it when my wife does that, something like that, where she's, you know, 
The other day, she left a little note on my car expression appreciation, and it meant a lot to me. Just being appreciated, yeah. um, and or a, a note on the mirror with a dry erase marker, like you're talking about. I can tell you that could go a long way for a guy to say, you know what, that means a lot. Um, you reminded me of something. I'll just bring it up here. There was and this is a little bit off topic, but it's the same principle. They, they said, you know, when your kids are doing something right, it's not the time to ignore them. A lot of times, people say, well, my kids are all playing happy happily i'll just let him be and and from this behavioral uh expert he said you know what when kids are playing happy that's when you need to pour on the attention right you need to water that behavior so you go out there and say i love it that you're playing nicely together i love it that you're that you're you know you're working on your math really well or you're doing whatever it is but i think that could work in a, in a romantic relationship as well when somebody's doing something right right like washing your car that's the time to give them some uh, some positive reinforcement and see the good in them when somebody, you know, and not sit, wait until they do something wrong and then say, hate it when you do that wrong thing. It's more, I love it when you do this thing for me. Thank you. It's so no. true. It's so true. And, you know, I'm embarrassed to say, but as I look back to the bad old days, I recognize that I was stingy with my gratitude. And I don't know why somehow I thought that I was, he was going to be more likely to improve if I didn't, you know, give anything, I don't know. But now, honey, I throw that stuff around like confetti because <laughs> it is so beautiful and it's very connecting. And what we want in our marriage is to be connected and we want that intimacy. And it's not just physical intimacy, but it's everything intimacy and gratitude will create that. And it's something so simple. And I tell women, I'm like, even just text it to him if that's more comfortable in the beginning. Just text him and say, thanks for going to work every day. Thanks for mowing the lawn. You know, whatever it is, I'm sure you can find something. So, so meaningful for somebody, for, you know, in my own marriage, I know I appreciate that so much when my wife does says thank you or appreciate it or uh, even, you know, just other ways shows me that she cares and is grateful. So I love that attitude of gratitude. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can I share another skill with you? That's really, please. I was just going to ask you to please. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the first things that I start with when I meet with a new client and they always push back on it, but it's self-care because it is so easy for women to get caught up in being a wife, being a mother, taking care of the home, all of her responsibilities, and she gets overwhelmed. And many times the resentment that we talked about earlier is coming because she feels so burdened with all of her responsibilities and she's not doing anything to just enjoy her life. Mm -hmm. And many times it's of her own doing, but she just feels like I've got to soldier on. And so Pretty soon she's looking around going, hey, why does he get to go do this and that? Because men are good at self-care. Men take care of themselves. They go to the gym or they go out with their friends or they do. They watch their football game. They don't have that. There's something about, I don't know what it is about women, but I'm like, oh, I've got to do these dishes right now. Not like they'll be there tomorrow, right? My husband would say, come here and sit on the couch with me and watch a movie. And I'd go, I can't, I have to do everything, you know? And I, <laughs> and so, and it just builds up this resentment. And I feel like, well, it must be nice. You can sit on the couch and relax, but there's work to be done around here. 
Mm -hmm. Oh, such a, a, a bad way to be right now. I say, okay, I'll come sit with you and relax and enjoy myself and realize that the dishes will be there tomorrow. Or I could even express a desire for a clean kitchen. And maybe my husband or one of my kids would get up and do the dishes, but I don't have to be that martyr who has to do everything. So when I encourage a woman to do self-care, I want to encourage her to do three things a day just because she enjoys them. Maybe it's a bath. Maybe it's reading a chapter in a fun book that she enjoys. Maybe it's going for a walk. Maybe it's listening to a podcast. I don't know. She's going to need to create that list of options. And she needs to show up for her family happy. Because when mama ain't happy, nobody's happy, right? That's right. <laughs> and so we all want mama to be happy. So I just feel like I can be at my best for my family when I have some joy. And whatever that looks like for me, I need to make that a priority because I don't need to wait around for anybody else to make happiness for me. I need to take responsibility for that. I like that. And that's a good reminder for husbands as well. And I know I could be better at this is to say, hey, you know what? I'll take the kids for a few hours. Why don't you just go get a massage or go take a walk or do something where you can have, you know, one of the best things I ever did for my marriage, Christy, is, and and by the way, I, I, there's a lot of times I've blown it. I want to let you know that like there's been plenty of times where I've blown it. But, you know, one time my wife was talking about wanting to go see her parents and her parents live a couple states away in San Diego. And, uh, I secretly bought her a plane ticket to San Diego and sent her off. And I got to tell you, uh, she was surprised cause I took her to the airport and what long story, but, but, but anyway, that right there was probably the best time thing I've ever done for my marriage was to let her have a little bit of some time to self care, go spend some time on the beach with her parents while I took the kids. And, uh, and, and a lot of times I haven't done that to be frank with you. There's been many times where my wife could tell you that I did not do a good job of giving her some self-care, but that's a great reminder for husbands to maybe make it a little more easy to, to give your wife some time to take care of herself. That's Thanks for wonderful. That. That's so good. I, I want to acknowledge you for being a prized husband for that. Mm. You know, my husband used to do the same thing, especially when okay. the kids were little, if he could see, he could see it on me that I was stressed or overwhelmed. And he'd say, why don't you call one of your friends and go out for dinner why don't you go get in the bathtub and I'll bring your dinner up to the bed or something what a great like husband. that. Yeah. What yeah. a great husband. Could learn well, from him. And it was better for him if I was upstairs too. Let's face it. <laughs> it was safer for the whole family if I got in a mood, right? Because I've blown it plenty of times. But see, some wives might hear your story and think, well, see, if I had a husband like that, then I could be happy. But let's not use any excuses. Let's because self-care might be going away for the weekend, but it also might be, like I said, just taking time to read a chapter in your book or going for a walk. And you really have to make that time for yourself. If that means getting up a little bit earlier, if that means turning on a television program for the kids, whatever that means, make that happen so that you can show up happy for your family. I love that. I love that. Uh, you talk about three habits that will give your marriage an unfair advantage. Maybe you've already touched on them. What would you say those three habits are? Yeah. Well, one of them is to realize your influence in the home and realize that 
um, when you show up happy that it helps everybody. And the second one is to be full of gratitude because we've seen what a difference that makes and look at things with some happy perspectacles instead of the old grouchy ones. And the third one is to fight resentment because it is such a poison in the marriage. So yeah, we have, we, we have talked about um, several of those, but they all are habits that are developed over time, right? Because we've been doing things the way we've been doing them for a while now. So it's going to take some time. And so I always want to encourage wives that, you know, a lot of times the first step is just seeing the thing in the rearview mirror, right? Oops, I did that wrong. Just like when I caught myself criticizing the car, I saw it on my husband's face. So I, my awareness is raised. I recognize, oh, I'm doing it wrong. And I go back and correct that. And you know what? It's as easy as an apology for me to clean up my side of the street and restore that intimacy between my husband and I. And you know what? I didn't used to be good at apologies. I used to be terrible at apologies. And now I make it a practice. And I just say, you know what? I'm so sorry that I was disrespectful when I told you where to turn and where to park and you know, what you were going over the speed limit. When I told you how to drive, that was disrespectful. And I apologize. Mm. And so many times he says, oh, it's okay. You don't have to apologize. I go, no, I have to do that for me, right? When I do that, it reminds me, that's not how I want to show up. I don't want to be controlling. I want to be fun. I want to be the girl that you chose to marry 30 years ago. You know, I didn't tell him how to drive when we went on dates 30 years ago. <laughs> I didn't tell him how to dress when we went places. I let him be a man. You know, he's been getting dressed a long time before I met him. So I'm sure that he can do it now. And I need to treat him that way with respect and with honor because he is a smart and capable man. And I always want him to know that that's the way I see him. I love that. One of the things that I really like this, this theme that you have underlying theme anyway, is that if I can change me, I can affect the relationship. Yeah. It doesn't mean you can control everything. That's not what it's about, but just right. by changing me. And, you know, I think that frankly is a, is a, is a Christian principle. I mean, it's, it's mm -hmm. cast the mode out of your own eye first, right? Change you work on you work yeah. on you. And then that helps the whole relationship, whether it's a husband working on himself, a wife working on himself, Either one of them by changing that, like I'm going to have an attitude of gratitude instead of being negative. I'm going to start looking for the positive instead of pointing out everything they do wrong. I'm going to, whatever it is, changing you and your attitude, your perspective, as you said, your approach makes a huge difference in the relationship. Mm -hmm. It's so much pride, so much pride that caused me to think that I knew what was right for him. And like you said, I should have been looking at the plank in my own eye. I was such a big part of the problem. So many of the things that I was unhappy about were reflections. You know, when I show up happy, people respond to me happy, just in general, right? We mirror right. one another. But if mm -hmm. I show up rude and snippy, people don't respond very well to me. And so I do have a lot I just have a lot of influence we and we all do and I and I I owe it to myself to show up 
um, as, you know, as my best. And so when women come to me, they might be in a state of crisis. They might have a husband who's involved with another woman or who's moved out and is seeking a divorce. Um, I teach them to practice these skills so that they can be their best self. And then, and, and that may win him back. And I've seen that happen over and over and over again, but it may not. And if it doesn't, they're still in a better place. And they've responded to the situation in a way that's dignified that they can feel good about. And then I've got all the way down to these wives over here who are just a little bored and things are just a little dry and they just want to kind of shine things up and revitalize things. So there's women all along the spectrum that I work with, but the skills are helpful, not only in our marriages, but in all of our relationships. I have teenagers. I have an adult daughter who's married. So I'm, we're, you know, dealing with a son-in-law. So it's, these skills have helped me in all my relationships. That's wonderful. Such, such words of wisdom, Christy. Love the, love your take on this, your perspective on this. How can people get a hold of you? I would love for them to check out my website at relationshipswithamap.org. And then I'm on Facebook and Instagram too. Great. Relationshipswithamap.org. We'll put that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Christy Cerniglia. I'm sure you have a unique last name. They probably can find you on Facebook pretty easily. I guess. <laughs> so that'd be great. Is there any last piece of advice that you would tell our listeners today about how to help your relationship if you had one thing or one or two things you could say this if you do these things and maybe we've already touched on them you know have the attitude of gratitude but any last any last words of advice that people should know to to help their relationships well let's um let's leave them with their focus what you focus on is going to increase and so I always, if, if, you, if you want to share with a friend how things are going, I'm going to encourage you to share two wins before you share a challenge. So these two things are going really great for me right now. And I'm struggling here, okay? Because we really, really want to focus on what's going well, because that's going to put us in the possess best position to deal with the peace that's challenging right now. And it also just reminds us that the blessings and the difficulties, they come together, right? We never have all blessings or all challenges at a time. And it's helpful to remember that so we don't feel hopeless. There are blessings alongside the challenges. And so let's focus, let's, let's look at the blessings. So powerful. As you said that, I got tingles, Christy. That was perfect. Exactly. <laughs> choose your focus. Your focus, what you focus on gets bigger. So choose something positive so it can get bigger. I love that. Christy, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, feel free to reach out to Christy at relationshipswithamap.org or find Christy Cerniglia on private Facebook group. And thanks again for being on the show today, Christy. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining the Principal Podcast. I'm so glad that you listened and took the time. You know, I'm on a mission to help as many marriages and families as I possibly can. I would love to hear from you. You know, things that keep you up at night, that concern you about your family, your marriage, and things we could talk about on the Principal Podcast. If you like the podcast, please like, subscribe, and check out my book on Amazon. It's called What I Want My Children to Know Before I Die. And again, thank you for supporting the podcast. Mm -hmm.